0: Welcome to A Book with Bubble Tea. With your host, Mira He, here I share takeaways from East Asian books on parenting, startups, and self-growth. Seeking insights beyond the typical English shelf? Want to be a better parent and achieve more in life? You are in the right place. Grab your bubble tea and let's dive in. Welcome to the new episode of A Book with Bubble Tea. How is everyone doing? Today, we are having a very special episode because it's the first time we are separating East Asia this week from the book review. So, East Asia this week will have an episode of its own every week. We're hoping to upload it every Friday. So, you will have two episodes to enjoy every week. And we hope in this way you get to know more about East Asia, East Asian society. And hopefully that will intrigue you. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about a golden horse. Woohoo! No, a <laughs> golden horse award is not a horse competition award. And it's not a pony beauty competition either. It's actually a film award from Taiwan. We all know that the most famous international film award is Oscar, right? And the Golden Horse Award is considered to be the Oscar Award in the Chinese-speaking film industry. The Golden Horse Award from Taiwan, along with Hong Kong's uh, Film Award and mainland China's Golden Rooster Awards, these three are considered the most highly regarded awards in the Chinese-speaking film industry. And among these, the Golden Horse Award is deemed the most prestigious and most highly regarded. Well, why is that? Firstly, the Golden Horse Award is the oldest film award in the Chinese-speaking region. It was established in 1962. That is like a full 20 years ahead of the other two. Second, it has such a unique value because it's the only one of the three awards unconcerned with nationality or geopolitical boundaries. Films from mainland China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Macau, Singapore, Malaysia, it doesn't matter. As long as at least half of the main creative crew are ethnically Chinese or more than half of the language spoken in the film is in languages or dialects from areas where ethnic Chinese populations reside, you can submit your application to the Golden Horse Committee. For instance, the acclaimed movie Warriors of the Rainbow, Sidik Ballet, which portrays the historical resistance of the Taiwanese indigenous tribe, Sidik Bale fought against Japanese colonization. The movie won five awards at the Golden Horse in 2011. Even though very little Mandarin was spoken, the entire movie was in the tribal language plus Japanese. But... It was legit, right, because that's a language spoken in Taiwan at that time. So the term Chinese, according to the Golden Horse Award, is a very broad term. It doesn't refer to people with specific citizenship. Like it doesn't mean it's Chinese from mainland China or Chinese from taiwan no it's a it's a term covering this greater Chinese area, including Hong Kong mainland china, Taiwan, Macau, or even you know to the Chinese people living outside of these areas like chinese Malaysian Chinese Singaporean, or overseas Chinese from different parts of the world. Australia, America, Japan, doesn't matter. So the term of Chinese here is very, very broad. It's not about politics or even about geographical boundary. And this wide approach, this wide inclusiveness of Golden Horse Award is truly unique. Because if you look at the requirement to participate in Golden Rooster Award, for example... It didn't say that you need to be Chinese citizen in order to participate or, you know, one of the film production company must be from Chinese company. But it does require the films to obtain Chinese license to screen. If you don't have the permission from the Chinese government to screen, you are not allowed to participate in Golden Rooster Award. And with Hong Kong, Hong Kong Film Festival was originally set up to promote Hong Kong film industry. So for Hong Kong Film Festival, they have more specific rules to protect films made in Hong Kong or films made by the permanent resident of Hong Kong in order to protect and promote the Hong Kong film industry. That's why Golden Horse Award is so unique in the sense that it encourages Chinese filmmakers. doesn't matter where you're from. doesn't matter, you know, what political stands or political ideologies that you endorse. doesn't matter. As soon as you are passionate about a story you want to speak, and you do have a story that you want to share with the world, you are welcome to participate, you know, to submit your application to Golden Horse a Committee. And this tolerance, this inclusiveness it's just something very unique in the world that is so politicized these days it's all about ideological perspective who is right who is wrong it loses the essence you know of what film industry is about it's about telling the stories that you want to say in the first place thirdly to participate in the golden horse awards films are not required like i said to obtain approval for screening nor do they need to be actually screened. What does that mean? Because, you know, if you want to participate in the Hong Kong Film Festival, the films are required to publicly screen in the uh, selected movie theaters for more than seven consecutive days. That is one of the requirements which you can kind of see if the films are not commercial enough or not tailored for commercial audience, you might not have a theater that will want to screen your film. And that would disqualify a lot of the films from participating in Hong Kong Film Festival by default. And that makes the Golden Horse Award even more unique because even if your films doesn't have commercial value, Again, if you have a story you want to tell, you are welcome to submit your application to the Golden Horse Award. Why is this valuable? Why is this important? Well, because the purpose of films are not just there to entertain crowds. Films are a way for us to record, to keep the memories of something valuable happened in the society. You know, some feelings, some thoughts, or a common memories that a society should not forget. It's a way for us to express our opinions and thoughts. It's not just about entertainment. Like this year, the documentary one, the the best documentary short film, is called The Memo. It's a documentary about how 24 million Shanghai citizens locked down and the government's absurd control to achieve this zero-COVID policy and how people tried to rebel against it even if they knew it's doomed to fail. It's really hard to imagine this kind of documentary would ever be screened were permitted to screen in China or even participate in the Golden Rooster Award. And as anticipated, even if this film won the Best Documentary Short Film in Taiwan, this information was completely censored in China. So you were not able to find it on Chinese website. And another reason why these are so important is because there are so many films, so many movies, that just don't have commercial value where they don't have a market to support them. But nonetheless, they are telling incredible stories. There are a lot of directors or filmmakers from Malaysia's or Singapore's, you know, they come from a society where either their market share for the Chinese film is very small or majority of the populations are non-Chinese speaking. So in order for them to have a platform to participate, you know, for them to be seen, they need a place like Golden Horse Award where their piece of work is judged upon the merits, not about their nationality or how lavish the production is. In conclusion, Taiwan's film industry, still perhaps not as dazzling as Hong Kong's. I mean, after all, we don't have like Jackie Chan or Bruce Lee, those internationally known actors or actresses. And our films are certainly not as lavishly funded as China's. But what we have is we stay true to what films are all about. It's not about nationalities, you know, or who has the stronger political influence. Here, filmmakers are free to tell the stories they are passionate about. This island has nurtured directors like An Li, Hou Xiaoxian you know, Wei Zedong, or even directors from China's, directors from Malaysia, directors from Singapore's, because we prioritize storytelling above everything else. This island welcomes all Chinese-speaking filmmakers with the same passion. The Golden Horse Awards celebrates and honors the dreams of all filmmakers. November twenty fifth, 2023, this year, marks the 60th anniversary of the Golden Horse Award. It has certainly witnessed the ups, the downs, and ups, you know, of the film industry in the Chinese-speaking world, especially in the current era where politics is value above everything else, where freedom of speech is significantly compromised for political agenda, You know, where political ideology is more important than tolerance and respect. I really wish the spirit of Golden Horse Award can continue and we can really have a place just for film, just for, you know, allowing people to freely express their opinions, their thoughts, their feelings through the method of film production. Like when Batlands Film Group received the award for the best uh, documentary short film that we talk about, the memo, in the receiving speech, they said, thank you to Golden Horse Award and thank you to its jury and all friends and mentors who have helped us and inspired us. Your acknowledgement of film art's unique ability to preserve memories is essential. Without this trade, Films might lose their deeper meaning. And I think this captures the value of Golden Horse Award so profoundly. May the wind of creativity and freedom continue to breeze freely in this area of Chinese-speaking community. If you're interested in finding out more about the ceremony of Golden Horse Award, we'll put it down in the show note. You can definitely have a look. And that's it, everybody, for the first episode of East Asia this week. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to follow our show. Leave us five stars and leave us some comments. We also have a survey form attached in the show notes. If you have time, please do fill it out for us. We really, really love to know more about you. All right. Follow us on Instagram as well. And uh, let's continue reading and enjoy our bubble tea. And I do apologize if you hear a lot of noise at the background. That's because of my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter. I cannot contain her. She refused to leave my recording studio. So, you know, she's there. Say hi, Hannah, to everybody. Hi. How old are you? Three. You're three. Why are you here? Why don't you go out? I don't want. know. <laughs> All right. Remember, Tolerance. <laughs> Tolerance and love. Here we go. Right, Hannah? Yeah. Okay, say bye-bye to everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.